0: That sound better to you?
1: I it probably did.
0: I don't know now. Yeah, but wait. hopefully it did. <laughs> ow, ow! Your cat just bit me. Do you want to hand him to me? Yes, and I'll hold him. Yeah. Oh, anyway, he's driving me crazy. Welcome, welcome back, guys. Welcome back to Not Your Mother's Podcast. Not Your Mama's Podcast. Not Your Mamas. Um, obviously, we missed a week. <laughs> I have not heard the end of it. <laughs> that was a shit show.
1: Yeah, I haven't told anybody at my work. I mean, actually, I have, but I haven't told them the name because we skipped a week, and I was like, "Oh my god, we gotta get this fucking podcast out before, yeah. or this episode out before I tell anybody."
0: It was uh, it was weighing pretty heavy on me too. I was yeah.
1: Nobody asked me about the damn podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's ready. It can be uploaded. It's but bad. It's just pretty bad.
0: I was sick as a dog. Yeah. It sounded like I was literally leaking snot all over my <laughs> paper.
1: It was, it was bad. Plus it got like pretty late when we did it too. It yeah. was like eleven when we wrapped up. Probably.
0: We're not night owls. Anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we got our equipment and it was so graciously donated by oh. a very close friend of ours. Um bless their heart. Yeah. We can't say thank you enough. That was it was awesome. And hopefully this makes our quality so much better. And totally. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So thank you to our anonymous donor from the bottom of our heart. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Um, If you hear any slurping, it's because I'm drinking tea. So
0: James is trying to induce his pregnancy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking hibiscus tea.
0: Oh, I thought it was raspberry. It's raspberry hibiscus. Oh, okay. Yeah. We might be having a baby tonight. (laughs) It's a
1: very big possible chance. You know, never put anything past me. I also have symptoms of PMS all of the time, but
0: James gets actually... sympathy PMS yeah. from me.
1: Yeah, I, you know, Google man. I gotta stay away from it. He is. I will self-diagnose the myself Google. with anything. All day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pregnant with three triplets right now. Oh, fuck! Yeah, three sets. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta move out. According to Google, but <laughs> <laughs> three sets of triplets. Yeah, so nine that? babies. What's What's the three?
0: No. Octu- octuplets. Six tuplets? Oh, no. No, that's six. That would be six. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What? Nine tuplets. He's having nine tuplets, and he's not allowed in our house. Mm -hmm. You're probably screwing up the mic, bud. Okay, anyway, let's get get on track. Yes.
1: Yes, so um, where are you taking us tonight?
0: I'll be taking y'all close to that damn sun. Oh, really? How close? Close, close. Yeah, I don't know how many miles away from the sun,
1: but I'll be taking y'all motherfuckers to Mercury mercury
0: oh my god what?
1: mercury <laughs> well it's fine because we'll be taking a detour from mercury over to our dear friend saturn, saturn. later nah. yes cool beans cool beans i'm excited me too Me too. Um. Yeah. <laughs> i'm tired i'm running well i'm on 22... motherfucker better not be tired I- i've been awake for 22 hours have you really? Mm-hmm. I woke up at eleven after sleeping for fifteen hours, and then I can't take naps during the day. So yeah, I am a little bit hysterical. A little I'm bit. A little bit hysteria right now. <laughs> okay. You yeah. know. Before we get started, I just want to say, during my research, I have found like a lot of pictures and like videos of space, mm-hmm. and it really scares me. Okay. It's like, like okay, whenever somebody like takes a picture of like the stars it's completely different than like a like something actually in space it mm-hmm. it's just like a void you know mm-hmm. and a void of a bunch of information we don't really understand yeah yeah and it's like the black it's like not just like the color black like you can tell it's like vast like a vast space of just darkness of just nothing um besides stars and like once that nothing is like once there's, like, a planet or, like, a star in front of that nothing, it just really just brings out the nothingness. I don't know if that makes sense, but it really just drives me crazy. I, I, I can't comprehend it, and it really just triggers my anxiety.
0: Um, I 100% agree, because I will, like, research something or, like, look something up and try so hard to grasp it, and my brain's just like, no, bitch, I can't compute. Yeah. And it freaks me the fuck out, because it's like,
1: what? Yeah. Um, and just like the size of planets, and you know, I also saw this video of like our solar system. yeah, you know, a lot of people just like paint a picture of our solar system of us just like sitting in space, but really we are traveling. Well, we are moving. We are like spinning around the sun and that sun is fucking shooting through space. Yes, like, what?
0: I know, and we can't feel none of it. It's still stiller than a motherfucker in here.
1: And yeah, and like how we just have so many problems in this world. And it's like, why?
0: Literally nothing matters. Nothing matters. <laughs>
1: nothing matters. Like, you know what I mean?
0: That's really funny because it's like a perfect tie-in to some of, some, like, what I bring up okay. in my my story. Oh. But it's later, so.
1: Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. Would you like to go first? It's up to you. Um, I'm going to let you um take the reins on this one. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I'm doing Mercury. Now, I know that there was, like, a little bit of a communication mishap between us because I said I would do, like, Mercury and Mercury and retrograde to make it kind of spiritual to more flow into your topic. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, oh, I just did a straight-up planet. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, shit. Okay. So I'm doing Mercury and Mercury and retrograde and what that means scientifically but also spiritually. Oh, that's okay because I tied in a little bit of spirituality with
1: my um with my topic. Yeah, um, I, I figured you okay. would astrology, so hell yeah yeah oh do you know where your mercury is in your natal chart like sign wise
0: i do it's in virgo oh hell yeah hell yeah mine's
1: in aquarius no way yeah that's so cool Yep. i actually got an email um about my horoscope i didn't even realize i was signed up for it but it said um for like this week my mercury conjunct to natal mars and it gave me like this whole thing about like how um during this period i'm going to be like reviewing my relationships and there was also something about business sorry guys that's so our sorry new kitty in the background that you're hearing
0: and trying and have a full last meal while we're eating i mean <laughs> while we're recording <laughs> anyway you were saying
1: oh no that was pretty much it okay yeah
0: all right. all right continue okay so we're gonna jump right in um first i have some facts Uh, So Mercury is believed to be about 4.6 billion years old, which is the same age as our solar system. And it was created at the same time as the rest of the planets orbiting our sun. So the earliest record of Mercury's existence dates back to 3000 BC from the Sumerians,
1: Mm. but
0: all different people from all over the world were witnessing Mercury. That's just like our oldest account, but there's tons of them. And Mercury gets its name from the Roman messenger God, not to be confused with the Greek messenger god Hermes. Same, same god, just one's Roman mythology, one's Greek mythology. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, the Romans, I feel like they actually kind of took, like, their They're pantheons. They're very similar. Yeah, they, the Romans took the Greek pantheons into their own. And then, you know, later on, they adopted Christianity because it was cheaper. Fun fact.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay,
0: mm-hmm. I did not know that. That was really cool.
1: It's just an uncommon fact. Don't at me.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so mercury's the second densest planet after earth it's got a huge metallic core made up mostly of iron that is roughly 2200 to 2400 miles wide and it's t- iron yeah oh and i think it's like liquid iron too
1: god that just sounds painful
0: or i think they might have thought it was liquid and then it actually turned out to not be i don't know
1: it but could be fucking it it's close to the sun you
0: know yeah but hear me out okay just wait the core takes up about 75 percent of the planet's diameter the crust is around 300 miles thick now in like as a comparison deep wise or just like all the way around no deep okay um so earth's crust varies between three miles to 43 miles depending on the area like three miles being like a really thin piece of land yeah <laughs> <laughs> no let me backtrack thinner at the bottom of the ocean thicker on like a continent
1: okay that makes sense Duh. yeah okay anyway so i wonder if that like you know because like um there's an abyss and i think it's the, like the atlantic ocean is that like through the fucking crust or is that like no i still believe that's probably over the crust but i think i know what you're talking about that's, a, that's totally a podcast episode i think i'm gonna look into that
0: okay um it might have like hot activity at the bottom of it but i don't actually know that for a fact i might be thinking of the spongebob
1: episode <laughs> it's the fucking um what's it called uh uh the kraken the kraken lives there
0: the kraken lives yeah. there and
1: the other Fucking sorry, I keep saying the F word a lot. I'm sorry, guys. The Loch Ness (laughs) monsters.
0: Um, the Loch Ness monsters reside in freshwater, sir. Oh, do you need to go and listen to our other podcast? Well,
1: I didn't think. No, there is
0: a theory that they came in from the ocean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but also I debunked the Kraken. Remember, it's a giant squid. But we could just say that the Kraken lives under there (laughs) because octopuses are cool. Uh, They're really cool. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so its surface reaches up to 840 degrees Fahrenheit. Bitch, that's hot. That's fucking hot. That's fucking hot. And that's just during the day. At night, it reaches negative 275 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: Negative. So it just drops in temperature?
0: It's just cold, 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 cold.
1: So Mercury's bipolar. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's because the atmosphere is so thin, it, it doesn't retain the heat. and It doesn't mm-hmm. keep keep it in and heat, heat it up. So it just goes like, bitch, I'm hot to bitch, I'm cold real fast.
1: I'm I'm sorry. I was just like imagining that like, that's pretty crazy.
0: Imagine like living on earth and having that drastic of like temperature changes, but in like a Every livable day. way. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, we do live through that. We live in Texas. So it's like yeah. cold as balls in the morning. and It's
1: sweltering in the afternoon. So. Texas is the closest thing we've got to Mercury.
0: You know what? <laughs> there is a um, basin on Mercury that's actually bigger than the size of Texas. Really? Yeah. But I'll get to it. The atmosphere contains small amounts of hydrogen and helium from solar winds and heavier elements like sodium and potassium, which they think, like, expelled from beneath the crust of Mercury.
1: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, The poles are shaded from the sun due to the tilt and the rotation of Mercury. So Mercury is actually, like, sitting almost straight up and down. Like, you know, Earth is tilted. Right. Well, Mercury, Mercury is sitting up, like, pr- almost perfectly. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So the North Pole... Doesn't, we've been to the North Pole, but I don't think we've been to the South Pole. Of Mercury? hmm We have, we had a, I don't think he's on there anymore. His, it was the Messenger Rover.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, don't quote me on that. Actually, no, it really was the Messenger Rover, but I don't actually know for a fact if he, I don't think he landed. I don't think you can land. Yeah. So he probably was just, like, orbiting it, like, taking pics and shit. Probably, most likely. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so NASA's Messenger rover actually discovered icy pockets in the craters on Mercury's north pole. So there is ice and like a water type of solution in the in the ice in the craters. Yeah, but it's not like our kind of ice. It's like gassish, I- gassish.
1: Like, um, no, I got like, cotton in my mouth tonight. What is that? Warm ice? Hot ice? Is that what we have on earth? Like, it's like dry ice? Dry ice. Is no, kind of like that.
0: I don't think so. I don't actually know why dry ice is the way it is. I think it's like extra hydrogen.
1: Um, that sounds right. I don't know.
0: Damn, you really hit me
1: with the hard questions tonight. <laughs> <I?
0: laughs> so, yeah. They think that the icy pockets were possibly from gas being pushed out onto the surface and then freezing from the lack of heat,
1: okay, mm-hmm.
0: so I guess let's see. I said that the sodium and potassium are expelled from yes. from beneath, so I guess the ice would be made of maybe sodium and potassium if that's even possible, but we're not salt and potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> Salty potatoes <laughs> all over Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bananas, bananas. Uh, yeah, potassium. that's
1: yeah. I do, do. I was about to say no. This, potatoes are a starch. Yeah, I was about to say I don't think potatoes have potassium. Damn. Just made it plentyer. I
0: have to fact check that. Do are... potatoes have potassium? <laughs>
1: there are potatoes on Mercury <laughs> <laughs> and bananas. Frozen, pota- salty potatoes.
0: Salty, frozen potatoes. okay. <laughs> the crater that I was talking about earlier is called the Caloris Basin. Oh. And it is 950 meters in diameter, which is bigger than Texas. And Texas is about 773 meters from
1: east to west. Pretty crazy. Pretty big-ass crater. That's
0: a big-ass crater. Yeah. Because we're a big-ass state.
1: And imagine the size of that asteroid. Uh-huh. uh huh.
0: So it was thought that an asteroid hit Mercury about four billion years ago, so right around the time it was created. um they call it the caloris Basin because a crater larger than one hundred and eighty six meters would be considered a basin, not a crater. Oh, yeah. and it's flooded with lava pin- lava planes
1: like lava, like actual lava
0: like hot iron.
1: Oh, lava planes. I don't think I've ever heard that term
0: it's a it's an airline lava planes. Is it really? No. Okay. I, really? <laughs> you looked
1: at me so seriously. <laughs> you can joke with me about science stuff. I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: just, it's just like a vast open field of lava instead of grass. Okay. Like I'm, I'm assuming.
1: I've never been to Mercury, so don't that, quote me. That makes sense. Okay. Planes,
0: Plains, P L A I N S, not P L A N E S. Okay. Mm-hmm is it really (laughs) it's an airline (laughs) Um, so mercury is a little over one-third the size of earth so if earth were a baseball mercury would be a golf ball okay and mercury is only slightly larger than our moon so imagine us as a baseball and our moon's a
1: little bit smaller than a golf ball imagine if mercury was maybe a ping pong ball really close to earth okay yeah what if mercury was really close to earth yeah and like imagine like how it would look you know because like our moon's white
0: i feel like it would look pretty similar to our moon just maybe grayer
1: you think grayer isn't Mm, it red no oh
0: it's like a gray like rocky planet i believe oh okay mars is more red i believe yes yeah that's right Mm -hmm. um so although mercury is closest to the sun it's not the hottest venus is
1: oh because of
0: her atmosphere venus is a hot hot bitch she is a hot ass bitch (laughs) <laughs> i'm your venus i'm your fire <laughs> do you know that i do not it's from the shaving the the women's razor commercial and they would like shave the like hedges and they would sing that because mm-hmm. oh, okay, so i not, believe never heard the it. brand is venus uh oh, mm-hmm. oh, mercury has more of an egg-shaped orbit or an elliptical orbit which is like an oval-shaped path called an ellipse along with its egg-shaped orbit it also has a slow rotation so when mercury is moving at like top speed around the sun its sunsets and sunrises happen like so so the sun rises and it arcs across the sky and then it stops and it moves backwards towards the horizon it came from so it'd be like our sun rising about halfway and then going back down piss me off (laughs) no go back to bed okay yeah so then it gets back down to its, like, original horizon, and then it re-rises and moves across the sky normally.
1: Okay. So it, like, but, but goes that's... across the sky, like, four times? Back towards so before goes it sets?
0: About halfway. Oh. Back halfway. down, and then all the way over. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it only happens like that when it's moving at top speed around the sun. So it's, like, a specific place in orbit. So Mercury's year is 88 days and it's traveling through space at about 112,000 miles per hour or 29 miles a second.
1: Oh, that's insane.
0: That's insane. But let's, So Earth travels at about 67,000 miles per hour around the sun and that would equate to about 19 miles a second. So we're moving 19 miles a second through fucking nothingness. Yeah. And there's thing. like so many planets and stars and just like celestial bodies out there and we're just like barreling through everything how have we not all crashed into each other and just like collided like bumper cars in space
1: another thing have you ever seen like um theories of like the solar system being drug out like it's like um, being stretched no 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 like for going out from like a external view like if you went straight up and like you just left the milky way and it would just be like you would see the milky way and it'd be nothingness but you would see like the andromeda galaxy
0: so, Oh, so you would just, like, pan out and you would just see, like, all the different galaxies? Yeah, all of these but stars. But between that, them is nothing?
1: Right. I'm pretty sure that all of these stars and our, mm-hmm. this is a part of our, the Milky Way. Yeah. So if you exited the Milky Way, you would be in nothingness? Or maybe, like, you would, I don't know. Have you heard that the, the, sw- the sounds stars have made? Like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's but cool. I'll have you also heard the one where it's like, oh my god. I can't believe this is what the sound, the sun sounds like. And then you click on it, and it's just like the girl. And she's like, no, (laughs) it's on Twitter. And sometimes it's the real video (laughs) of the sun sound. And then sometimes it's just this bitch moaning. And I'm just like, oh my God. (laughs) I hate when it gets me. (laughs) A full day on Mercury is 59 Earth days.
1: Okay. I
0: thought it was eighty-eight. Eight oh, that eighty-eight true.
1: days she in evolved. a year. Okay.
0: okay. One day on Mercury would be fifty-nine Earth days, so okay. every fifty-nine days on Earth is one day in Mercury. That's crazy. That's pretty
1: crazy. So it been slow, but it revolves around the Sun fast.
0: I have a theory. Okay. Or not a theory. It's a question. Okay. And this is the perfect time to ask it. So you know how like everybody's like time is a construct. Time isn't real. We made time up okay so we have time on earth but then we also have time in space time in space is different than time on earth obviously but like gravity affects time greatly so like when you get closer to i think a planet with like a higher gravitational pull time speeds up and then i believe like when you get near a black hole time speeds time speeds down. down time speeds down yes it slows down yeah okay but I mean I guess time could be a construct and it could be kind of relative to just like where you're at in space but like if there is no time then how is gravity affecting time I no, we I could have put that there just to like equate something into like a more logical understanding
1: Yeah I feel like that's what we did it, like to kind of coincide or you know operate
0: right but just just say we do have the technology to hop in a spaceship and go you know across the universe like do some interstellar shit and then make it back time would absolutely change so time is a real thing Mm -hmm. it's not a construct it was only turned into like bullshit on earth because humans ruined everything
1: (laughs) it's a good theory you know because i've always i've always been the type to um say that time's a construct You know? Yeah. Like it's not real. It's
0: it's made up. It's made up. But like it's kind of not.
1: No, you're right. It is. It's real.
0: But I'm not a scientist, so prove me wrong.
1: We'll have to get a scientist on the podcast. I
0: just really need to meet somebody who works for NASA. Like Mm
1: -hmm. somebody. (laughs) We'll get them on a show.
0: We'll get somebody. Mercury has no moons. Okay. And oh, this is really cool. It's got a tail. So its tail extends longer than 1.55 miles, and it's caused by evaporated sodium atoms, and it extends off Mercury in the opposite direction of the sun. Just, mercury's just passing.
1: The whole time.
0: Ew. Okay, this is a fun fact about Mercury, the property... So, mercury, the metal, is a liquid at room temp, which is, like, what's in the old school thermometers. Right. And it's the only element to retain its alchemic name throughout modern chemistry.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: I thought that was pretty cool. Thought thought I could throw that in there. Okay. So, that's kind of it for, like, the mercury, like, fun facts. Um, We're going to talk about retrograde and what retrograde is and means. Okay. So, like, everybody knows mercury in retrograde... But, like, what actually is it? And why does it affect people so greatly? And then what does it actually mean on, like, a more scientific level? So, first, retrograde means retrograde motion, which is basically, like, a backwards motion. And so if a planet or celestial being is in retrograde, that means it's spinning on its axis opposite of its orbit. So, like, Earth spins this way one way and it also rotates around the sun in the same way but if you're in retrograde you're orbiting the sun one way but you're spinning your planet itself is it's spinning, spinning the, the opposite way. way okay yeah and then prograde means like forward correct motion so earth's spin is prograde we're spinning through the universe in the same direction as our orbit around the sun
1: constantly we don't go to retrograde No, just kidding.
0: We do not retrograde. (laughs) Uh, I think we might die. Yes. In our solar system, all of the planets orbit the sun in a prograde motion. However, Venus and Uranus do their dance differently because their planetary rotations are retrograde. So they're spinning the opposite of the rest of the planets, but they're still orbiting in the same in the same direction. Okay. Mm I thought that was pretty cool and i was like well why venus and uranus because just kidding uranus but but <laughs> <laughs> i don't
1: know uranus and but in the same sentence i
0: did that on purpose okay. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> um damn you threw me off track
1: i am so sorry you're fine
0: okay so us earth and all of our planets were created we were all created at the same time and when you're created so it planets are created by like discs of like dust and shit just like colliding into each other until they form like a mass like a mass planet yeah. and they're all created within the same like gravitational pool of the star so we were all created around the sun and in its gravity and when that happens all of the earth all of the earth's all of the planets should be rotating in a prograde motion around in the same orbit so we should all be going the same way but uranus and venus are not and they think it's because like um things crashed into them in space and kind of threw off oh their yeah their 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 motion
1: crashed into uranus too yes like isn't that like a no like hear me out isn't it like a gaseous planet like what yeah what we don't know what's on on the surface uranus and like I can't say Uranus without laughing, so... So
0: you say Uranus? I say Uranus. Okay. Like, yeah.
1: Um, but, like...
0: I don't know. And it's it's pretty wild
1: to think about. Yeah. Um, we should all be going in the same direction. In our solar in system. In our solar system. Mm-hmm. I wonder what those theories are on that, like, kind of counteract that theory. Like, like no. It, there's no reason why we should all be spinning in the exact same direction, and this is why. I want to know like, that person's theory.
0: Why we should be spinning. I'm lost.
1: Why we shouldn't be spinning. Why we shouldn't be oh, spinning. No, 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 spinning. not us. Uranus and Why Venus. shouldn't
0: it be spinning the way it is? Like, why wasn't it... <laughs> I'm so confused.
1: <laughs> why? Okay, I feel... I, normally, I would say fuck it and tell you to keep going, but we're on a podcast, so I have to explain myself. You have to. Okay. Theoretically, we should all be spinning the exact same motion. In our solar system. I want to hear... The debate from another astronomer (laughs) as to why it is perfectly normal for Uranus and Venus to be spinning. that way that is what I'm trying to say. Come on, Bailey, you didn't get that. No, 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 I will never be able to repeat that again. You did a really good job. You know
0: how I am with English; it's like the only language now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not
1: saying something.
0: (laughs) Okay, why is it perfectly fine for them to be rotating?
1: the we in retrograde yeah
0: why is it okay
1: like why
0: why do they do <laughs> well we can't we can't like get on our like a little a space bike and be like hey you're uranus start turning the other way
1: i <laughs> hope that y'all guys knew what i'm talking about <laughs> okay maybe you'll get it whenever we listen to the podcast over
0: maybe yeah maybe but everybody do you need me to clarify again no no i mean okay. if you want to yes but i don't think i'm gonna compute okay you might have to draw it out since <laughs> i am lost
1: okay i can do that
0: okay okay now where the fuck was i <laughs> okay so on to the sciencey side of retrograde even though i feel like i just explained it all to y'all so factually speaking when mercury is in retrograde it's really not It's it's an illusion. (gasps) All you bitches out there with your lattes are wrong. (laughs) No,
1: I didn't. Wait, no.
0: Well, maybe maybe astrologers. Yeah. 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 Did I tell you earlier that the study of like planets and stuff was astrologers? Astrologists. I don't think (laughs) astronomers. That is not correct. Oh what
1: the Okay, I'm glad that you clarified that because I
0: thought for a second that it didn't sound right, but I was like, oh she knows she knows what she knows her bit. She don't know her shit. I said that and two seconds later I was like, that is wrong and I cannot go back.
1: Yeah, I have no right to correct you. I thought Lava Planes was an airline, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He said, wait, really?
0: (laughs) Okay. So it's an illusion. Mercury in retrograde is an illusion due to the differences in speed between Earth and Mercury. As simple as that, folks. That's the end of the podcast. It's all in your head. But okay. let me get there. So what's actually happening is Mercury orbits the sun at a much faster speed than Earth, taking only 88 days to make their full orbit, their full orbit, and our three versus our 365-day orbit. So around three times a year, Mercury will cross paths with Earth, then causing this phenomenon. If you look west, just after sunset, you should see the planets close to the sun. It's it's a hard one to see. It's very much visible without a telescope, but it's super close to the sun. So sometimes you might just burn your retinas. Um, So as it reaches its passing point with Earth, you'll notice that it seems to be moving more west instead of its typical eastward path while in retrograde okay so have no fear astrologers it's just a matter of perspective and it will correct itself in due time it's technically not even retrograding which is why scientists refer to it as an apparent retrograde because it just looks like it's It's in retrograde. okay so literally an illusion
1: you see but that's just how powerful the collective consciousness is because i don't believe in like um everything about astrology i do believe in like the 12 houses Mm -hmm. um but when it comes to like like you know personality traits with the 12 houses and stuff um but when it comes to like mercury and retrograde i feel like that is more of like a collective belief system that kind Mm -hmm. of influences everyone's reality yes
0: so an example of what retrograde would look like in real life would be like if you and a car were driving together on the road and you speed up to pass the car and for a short second, it looks like the car is going backwards mm-hmm. and then it catches back up. That would be like Mercury retrograding with Earth.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're just going a little bit further out, we're like a well, little bit wider, but it's still. Yeah.
0: Right there. Our, our orbit path is different, but we're also moving slower and Mercury's zipping around us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there you have it, folks. So next time you shake your finger at Mercury for causing your car to break down or blaming him for your shitty day or week, just remember he hasn't actually changed direction your perspective has. And that is a life lesson in and of itself. So don't pass the blame. Just correct your perspective and keep moving forward.
1: I need to put that on like an Instagram post because that's a whole last quote right there.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. When I was doing my research, I was like, I knew them bitches were wrong. (laughs)
1: okay oh this is this
0: clever bitch who was mercury named after
1: oh oh you told me um
0: the messenger yes god yeah roman mythology
1: Apol- no
0: mercury bro mercury. Oh. What? <laughs> anyway my pun was don't shoot the messenger uh but never I mind
1: it got it that was a good pun
0: apollo I can't believe you right now hours <laughs> of research for you to say apollo <laughs> oh my god oh my god that was,
1: fucking that was good okay all right i'm yep. gonna have to hand this one off to you he's literally i'm not done oh, oh okay. okay i haven't I'm even gotten to the asleep. spiritual side of things just fell asleep so that's totally okay
0: okay that's good i was watching you earlier trying to explain the Uranus and Venus thing, and you were just like gripping his face, trying <laughs> to keep him still. <laughs> well, he was trying, you know,
1: we let him go. He will run and he makes so much noise.
0: He's attacking the blinds directly behind my head. <clears throat> okay, so we're going to get on to the, the spiritual stuff. I feel like I've said spiritual stuff like seven million times. <laughs> but anyway, in the spiritual world, I've seen Mercury and retrograde send people running for cover. And holding up in the safety of their own home and their own bedrooms under their own covers just to like wait it out. Because it. Are you fucking calling me out right now, bitch? I wasn't. But I was then I said under <laughs> the covers. And I was like, yeah, that's James. Yeah. <laughs> so we know what retrograde means scientifically, but spiritually it means a little something different. Um, when Mercury goes into retrograde, it's shifting from external effects to internal effects. So it's said to have an effect on forms of communication, traveling, and connection, as well as logical thinking and your business, whether it's your own business or your job in general. Um, So Mercury is like the communicative planet. and It it supposedly controls how you communicate with others. Um, So this event gives you the chance to reclaim, redefine, or reconnect with your inner self, your outer self, or anyone around you. So think of yourself following on the path of Mercury. You're going and you're going and you're going and you're speeding through like life and you're like you're racing. Right. And then you get you like get tired and you get worn out. So you kind of slow down and you walk some you catch your breath. And it's okay if other people pass you up like because you're going to keep going like you're you're moving forward. It just might not look like you're moving as fast or like you might have changed directions. But you're on the right path. Yeah. The, The path is laid out for you. You know, you know what I'm trying to say.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, I do.
0: Yeah, during yeah. this time, it's good to like relax and reflect and catch up, and and heal, work on like healing yourself and like preparing yourself because you're not supposed to make any like big abrupt like changes or or movements when Mercury's in retrograde. Like so no traveling. No traveling. Nothing path. like that. Yeah. So you're. It's 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 more of a time for you to like recollect yourself, and like figure out what you need okay yeah so each retrograde is different and it happens in different zodiacs each one affecting you in different ways yet still very similar um once again it's all about perspective and the attitude you carry absolutely reflects on what the universe will give back so if you throw a tennis ball at the wall it's going to come back to you as a tennis ball but if you throw like negativity into the universe negativity is going to come barreling right back at
1: you and it does it does. It does. <laughs> that so, I do believe.
0: So life won't change until you take the necessary actions to change it. Mercury in retrograde is only bad if the energy or you are using and releasing during this time is also bad. So instead of dreading retrograde, accept it with an open mind and an open soul, and allow it to shift and move you. Take those feelings and those lessons learned, and grow from them. Allow yourself to take a break and open yourself up to the information being sent to you from this planetary pool.
1: I like that a lot. Um, I also think it's pretty cool that you, like, kind of pointed out, like, this is, like, a really good time to focus on that. You know, like, for those uh who do, you know, say, you know, whatever, like, fuck what you say. Like, astrology is real. Uh, yeah. like Mercury retrograde is real. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe somebody who didn't know that, like, they didn't know that. So, like, now they can, like, have a reason to look inward. work yeah. during this time. I'm all pro for that type of shit. So, that was, I like that a lot.
0: Cool, because when I, you know, I before looking into it, Mer- Mercury and retrograde was always so negative, and everybody was like, oh my god, it's going into retrograde again, like, fuck my life. But, like, no, actually, this is, like, a really great time for you to grow as a person. Yeah. And, like, as, a, like, a collective of, of yourself. Right. Eh, perspective, boys. Perspective.
1: I mean, just to clarify, when I say that I'm all into that shit, I'm talking about the healing shit, not Mercury retrograde. Just gotta point that in there.
0: He's super into Apollo, not Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> okay before i end my long ass shit i would just like to do a little more retrograde facts because these are cool and it's not specific to mercury venus rotates on its axis in the opposite direction of earth as we know so the venusians would witness west to east sunrises instead of our east to west okay also i would love to be a venusian
1: yeah this is a fucking dope ass name
0: right yeah what are we called earthlings,
1: earthlings. humans oh, <laughs> uh, venetians that's venetians that's an alien
0: well that's what people in venus would be called
1: oh that's what oh. The scientists call them okay.
0: okay the metaphorical people that is something else i was thinking about this so we're all like when are we gonna find other life in the universe like oh my god when are we gonna run into an alien i feel like the likelihood of us running into like an, an incredibly intelli- intelligent creature like ourselves is pretty rare compared like, to like just finding like a living like micro bio bio bio, what is it micro bio you know like a germ yeah like a living germ on a planet would be more likely than running into like an like a super intelligent being
1: i think it is like one out of like a bajillion chance that we'll ever fucking find a um a carbon-based life form like ourselves yeah and um unless uh,
0: unless they find us
1: yeah i do believe in the grays, and I, i do feel like they are probably um i don't know if like they're carbon based but i do feel like they are probably a 3d um life form okay whereas other you know species of aliens like arcturians and pleiadians they are more of like a interdimensional like mm, i I can't say interdimensional because we're all interdimensional um a 5d is like
0: on a different realm
1: yeah yeah different not like so much like they can materialize in this realm but it's not they don't like dwell in the 3d right you know or at least in this this
0: this dimension right whoa cool (laughs) (laughs) triton neptune's largest moon orbits in the opposite direction of neptune's spin so triton's retrograding against neptune okay and this is really cool so the scientists believe that this is because triton wasn't always neptune's moon they think it came from the kuiper belt which is just a cluster of like icy space debris back like behind pluto and they also think they might have found a planet back in that like stretch of clustery ice spacey de- debris okay which is cool is which true. is really cool so maybe something had collided with triton and it sent it sent it shooting like towards the sun until it reached Neptune and then got sucked into Neptune's gravitational pull. Interesting. Theory. And then... Real retrograde motion is a big part of helping piece together our solar system's history and the rest of the galaxy. So, it's much deeper than just broken-down cars.
1: Right.
0: On, like, an internal level and an external level. Full circle, boys.
1: So, I'm going to be taking you... Um, to a roundabout around the sun and straight over to Saturn, Saturn,
0: Saturn.
1: Saturn. So Saturn is the sixth planet in our solar system. And this gas giant comes in second as the largest planet. Nice. Jupiter coming in first, of course, this planet was first recorded in the eighth century by the Assyrians. Oh, I think that they were like one of the earliest civilizations actually on earth really um, close to the syrian of uh, the syrians the um uh sumerians sumerians, sumerians mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. wasn't there another one the he no that's a language whatever mm-hmm. i don't know so saturn this gaseous planet it is made up of 96 percent hydrogen and three percent helium Ooh. there are also traces of methane Phosphine, propane, ethane, and ammonia. Can
0: I say something? Yes,
1: please. And ammonia. And ammonia.
0: <laughs> no, but what I was really going to say is that I believe that phosphine... Okay, so they I, I want to say that they use it in, like, pesticides. and Or not pesticides. <laughs> they use it in, like, insect like repellent and, like, insect oh. killer yeah and it's got a really bad smell but it derives from like a living like microorganism
1: interesting and
0: they think that they found phosphine on another planet and it's a huge debate and it's like a huge controversy because they don't actually know if they found it but they think they might have and if they did well that's the first living organism we found on a planet other than earth
1: that's super interesting i didn't read anything about that in my research but if you know phosphine's on jupiter then it's could be likely
0: we're talking about saturn saturn sorry <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i even
1: wrote down in my notes jupiter on it
0: you told me that yeah. the other day too you're like i just wrote jupiter all over the plane yeah <laughs> no but the article i read was like a really new article so i don't know if it's new news or old news, whatever anyway continue
1: so this gas giant has an average radius of about nine and a half times that of earth with with a surface temp of negative 139 degrees celsius So it's cold? It's cold. Saturn's cold? Saturn's cold. Okay. And, well, it's just gas, you know. There's no really, like, solid foundation. So Saturn's orbit takes about 29.5 years to complete. And that's 10,756 days on Earth. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So roughly about 30 years. Okay. I'll kind of, like, go into the spiritual side of that because there's this thing called a Saturn's return. And it's, like... (laughs) The karmic wheel of a person's life
0: nice
1: because of how slow it orbits the ancient Assyrians gave saturn the name i'm gonna fuck this up because i even rehearsed it and i fucked it up <laughs> lubid sakwish you sound like you nailed it lubid sakwish yeah oh thank you i appreciate that uh-huh. the name means oldest of the old which i thought that was pretty bad that is pretty badass oh yeah the Saturn has seven major rings, and this is pretty much what, you know, really differentiates Saturn from the rest of the planets in our solar system. Right. Now, there are other planets that do have rings, but Saturns are more prominent mm-hmm. and more, like, you know... Visible? Visible. Okay. I don't... Like, in pictures, you don't really see other, you know, rings around other planets. Yeah. The section of the rings closest to the planet is the D ring, then the C... The B, and then there's this thing called the Cassini division, which Mm -hmm. basically is a gap between the rings. Now, there are several other gaps between these rings. There's the Maxwell gap, the Meek gap, the Keeler gap, and then, of course, the Cassini division. Now, after the Cassini division, it goes on to the A ring, the F ring, the G ring, and the E ring. Can I read to you the... The length of these um, rings, like all the way around Saturn. Oh, yeah. So the D ring, which is the closest, is between sixty-six thousand, yeah, sixty-six thousand to seventy-three thousand one hundred and fifty miles and or kilometers. I wrote these numbers down and then exited out of the page and could not find that page (laughs) for the life of me. Once I realized that I didn't write the correct unit of measure, so. I'm very sorry about that it's either miles or kilometers okay so after the d ring the c ring measures at about seventy-four thousand five hundred miles or kilometers um i'm just gonna say miles to make it easier
0: okay well i was gonna say i it might be kilometers because a lot of the measurements are taken at kilometers
1: okay well then i'll say kilometers yeah okay. but, you know actually i think it was kilometers <laughs> Um, so 74,500 kilometers to 92,000 kilometers. The B ring is 92,000 kilometers to 117,500 kilometers. And the um A ring is 122,200 kilometers to 100, 136,800 kilometers. The F ring is 140,000 Two hundred and ten kilometers, and that is pretty much an exact measurement for that one. Okay. The G ring is one hundred sixty-four thousand to one hundred seventy-two thousand, and then lastly, we have the E ring, which is one hundred eighty thousand to four hundred eighty thousand. Now, mind you, those measurements are you know all the way around the planet. Okay. Okay, all the way. All around.
0: the way around. Yeah. it's If you walked the rings like a road, yeah like one big circle.
1: Yes. Okay. And those are just, like, estimates because we, you know, we haven't been there. Now, the Cassini division, it measures uh 117,500 kilometers to 122,200 kilometers. This gap.
0: Is this around in the same path as the rest of the measurements or is this wide? Because you said it was a gap, right?
1: Yes. It, 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 it too, is the all the way around okay. the planet. The circumference, is that right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Cassini division was discovered by Giovanni Domenico Cassini. He determined that the rings of Saturn was composed of smaller rings with gaps in between them, the largest being the Cassini division. This gap is located between the ring sets B and A.
0: Okay.
1: So between the third and the fourth ring. Okay. Now, Saturn spins relatively fast for being so far out from the sun. Mm -hmm. The planet spins more than twice as fast as Earth. It completes its rotation every 10 hours and 35 minutes. Oh. Yeah. So a day...
0: Is it only 10 hours?
1: Right. So a full day here... Bless you. On Earth, Jupiter... Or not Jupiter.
0: Fuck. Oh God, Saturn damn. is
1: already <laughs> spanned twice.
0: Oh. Uh, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. In March of 2003, <laughs> Saturn's rings were at the most visible towards... This event occurs every 15 years. During this time, astronomers notice that the rings of Saturn rotate with the planet. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So they're prograde.
1: Yeah. And we. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we figure this out with the help of our handy dandy Hubble telescope.
0: Our Hubble bubble.
1: Hubble bubble. Now, Saturn's rings are made up of ice and meteorite fragments. We don't know exactly the entirety of the content within the rings, but. We do know that those are probably nine times out of ten what the rings consist of.
0: Do they consist of gas at all? Probably. Okay, I thought they had gas in them. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So the rings, they they spin pretty fast too mm-hmm. because they have their own speed.
0: Okay, um, that's so cool.
1: Right. Right?
0: That's so cool. So
1: the closest ring, I'm not gonna go into every single ring's um speed, but the closest ring to the planet, the D ring, um, spends about twenty three point two kilometers a second. Okay. So it takes five hours and eighteen minutes for it to complete its rotation around Saturn. And the E ring is sixteen point four miles per kilometers per second and it takes about 14 hours and 54 minutes to complete its rotation around saturn
0: wow still faster than us
1: yep yep the closer the fragments are to saturn the faster they must revolve around it so that's a fun fact these rings are held together by saturn's gravity the sharp defined edges of the rings are the results of saturn's 82 shepherd moons and i feel like the the gravity kind of of the moons kind of play a part in the um sleek slickness okay slickness of the rings.
0: Okay, because
1: they, they if you look at them in pictures, they they're kind of like, like super flat, like yeah, they're like a like a really big knife. Like if you tilt it sideways, right? Yeah, so moons revolve around the outer edges of the rings.
0: I was gonna ask if there's moons within the rings.
1: Yeah, but no, well, they um, revolve around the outer edges. Oh, of
0: all like the furthest ring.
1: Um, I think it uh it could be. I didn't look into that probably should have um because now i'm curious though we don't know the birth of saturn's rings we do have an idea on their life expectancy
0: so they have a mm-hmm. okay
1: they they're gonna go away one day
0: well so will we.
1: yeah but yeah not not lifetime
0: yeah well yeah, yeah.
1: so we, we're pretty lucky i feel like because i wouldn't want to imagine saturn without rings
0: no and i wonder if the like dissipation of their rings would affect us at all
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: Maybe if like astrologers
1: they, would sh- shit themselves, <laughs> they probably have, have an answer
0: to me Maybe. for me already. But um, like, if the like they lost the gravity and they just started like flying through space, if they would impact us, or...
1: yeah.
0: Wanda, NASA, right in.
1: I didn't want to single out astrologers. Astronomers would probably shit themselves too. <laughs> <laughs> the rings of Saturn are slowly releasing water. And okay. that's from the ice that's mm-hmm. revolving around them. This is a primal component of the rings, um, the prominency of the rings. Astronomers believe that they will disappear in about 300 million years at most. And that's
0: really not that long.
1: No, no, it's really Aww. not. And some people actually actually believe that the rings, the birth of the rings developed around the time of the dinosaurs. Yeah
0: so maybe all the the dead dinosaurs are actually just floating in saturn's rings
1: oh my god can you imagine (laughs) it's a giant (laughs) the aliens took them and just dropped them off at saturn
0: i don't think there would they would be skeletons i think you're like frozen like how you are and you don't decompose oh so there would there would just be giant Ness monsters yeah
1: like tyrannosaurus well no because we have skeletons All of the Loch Ness monsters were taken to Saturn. We figured it out.
0: They're not. Correct the Da
1: Vinci Code, bitch.
0: (laughs) Correct the Da Vinci Code of the Loch Ness monster.
1: (laughs) actually don't know what the Da Vinci Code is. Um, (laughs) Carry on. Okay. So, Saturn is the most distant planet that can be seen with the naked eye. Mm -hmm. Fun fact Saturn is the flattest planet, too. Saturn turns on its axis once every 10 hours and 34 minutes. This fast rotation paired with the low density causes the planet's polar diameter to hold 90% of its equatorial diameter.
0: Okay. You lost me there, science.
1: So basically, from what I've gathered, that just means like the top and the bottom part, like the polar, the poles of Saturn, um, hold most of the... um, I guess the area of the planet. Okay. So this paired with the low density, so that it's like thicker because of all of the gas. Uh-huh. That's what causes it's like compressing. Okay. Does that kind of? Yes. I didn't even look that up. Hell yeah! I am a scientist. Blaine Lockwood. Blaine Lockwood. <laughs> Though humanity will never be able to travel to Saturn, we have been able to send some spacecraft to it. Um. We've actually gotten some breathtaking images from Saturn with these, you know, um, telescopes. Telescopes. I'll have to show you some pictures later. I didn't. I didn't save any to my phone. So we've sent four: the Pioneer Two, the oh, the Pioneer Eleven, the Voyager One and Two, and the Cassini Huggins. <clears throat> I don't know if it's pronounced Hugins or Huggins. How's
0: it spelled?
1: H-U-Y-G-E-N-S.
0: H-U-Y-G-E-N-S. T E N S. I have no idea.
1: Yeah. Um, near two, um, reached Saturn's orbit in April fifth, nineteen seventy three. The Voyager one reached Saturn's orbit November twelfth, nineteen eighty. Voyager two, which was sent nine months after, uh, eight months after, excuse me, it arrived at Saturn on, nineteen eighty one, and then we have the Cassini huggins i'm just gonna call it huggins because it's easier for me okay um it was launched uh october 15th 1997 and its orbit date when it reached uh saturn was july 1st 2004 okay now a little bit about the history of on how saturn got its name saturn was the god of sowing or seed now remember that because that's going to play a part in the astrology side of saturn so It has a very similar, Saturn has a very similar story to Cronus in Greek mythology, you know, because Saturn is a Roman deity. Um, Saturn had a similar story to Cronus in Roman mythology. Saturnus learned he would be overthrown by his children. So to avoid this, he ate all of his children.
0: And that's where the rings come from.
1: Um, I don't know.
0: I thought that's what you were going to say. No,
1: no, that's just, (laughs) Saturn was, um he was reprimanded by jupiter jupiter was the son of saturn Saturnus, kind of like cronus and zeus poseidon and hades okay so i feel like because all of our planets are named after roman gods Mm -hmm. i just felt like that was kind of important to say okay um but yeah have you heard of that story of cronus eating his children i believe seven of them
0: how many rings are there seven interesting His his rings are his children i want to say that that's part of the story yeah i don't know for sure oh
1: i i don't know a whole lot about the roman mythology but i feel like it's very what is the same as greek mythology so i would assume that there would be seven children too because you have um hera you have you have hera poseidon um hades zeus and then aphrodite no she was born from yeah i don't i don't know the tradition of naming planets after gods was implemented thousands of years ago by the romans they knew of the seven bright anomalies in the sky the sun the moon mercury venus mars jupiter and saturn before astrology was no i take that back astrology has been around for like astronomy no astrology okay like there were astrologers throughout history even like in the bible i think um, I think the three wise men who, um, found Jesus were following the star and I think that they, they were astrologers. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people back then really believed in the, um, the influences of, I guess, the heavens in okay. a sense. I love that shit. So some speculate that Saturn may have gotten his name due to the length of his orbit. This is because Saturn was the god of agriculture for the Romans. He was also associated with time. Okay. So yeah, I am gonna take this opportunity to segue to what astrologers call the Saturn's return. Have you ever heard of a Saturn's return?
0: Um, only because you brought it up recently.
1: But before that you haven't? No. Are you aware that you're creeping up to yours? No. No. Am I? Yeah, you Ooh. are every twenty nine point five years. Um I think that's the exact date, but I've heard like twenty eight before. And okay. like, even like twenty seven.
0: Damn, you said I'm creeping up, bro. I got I got a while to go. Yeah, like
1: five, six years.
0: Like five and a half years. It's <laughs> a long time.
1: Um. So essentially, this this event is when Jupiter. <laughs> fuck. Is when Saturn. <laughs> I'm keeping all of those fuckups. Uranus.
0: <clears throat> when
1: pluto <laughs> no um it's when saturn comes back to the exact same point um in which it was when you were born nice yeah it's it's completed its orbit around the sun right so saturn's return this event takes place like i said every 29 and a half years the name for this event has been called the cosmic task um its role is to present you with challenges and obstacles so you may gain wisdom experience and even strength now i want you to take this with a grain of salt because i feel like when somebody is reaching their 30s that that it's really a point in time when like you mature again mm-hmm. you have that like you know what i mean mm-hmm. maybe Saturn's return has something to do with it but I just feel like that's just a point in life when you were like okay like I kind of got the hang of this like right then you really get tested then you realize that like oh my god like this is my life Mm -hmm. um what am I going to make of myself in needle charts Saturn reveals your major life lessons and fears a person might have that keeps them from achieving success so what I gather from this is that like during this time like Saturn the energies of Saturn and Saturn's return is you know like saturn holding up a mirror to to your life and like really just like forcing you to look at yourself even though you may not want to even though you might have like this like fight or flight instinct of oh my god i don't want to grow up i don't want to continue this mm-hmm. um it's really just kind of like brushing you out of, or pushing you out of the nest now when somebody reaches the ages of 27 to 28 it's time to start falling into alignment with your true path many people decide to make big career choices Um, slash changes during this time
0: okay
1: though during this time saturn really holds up that mirror and forces you to reflect on your life some people turn away and just kind of avoid the process entirely Mm -hmm. so there are some symptoms of this um depression feeling stuck jealousy or envy of others are really big um really big components in this uh situation saturn is a tough love planet and kind of lets you figure out how to do things on your own. It's really that, like, you know, just like that strong parental, um, heavenly energy that comes into your life around this time. Okay. Uh, changes that are caused by Saturn's return are not limited to limited to just work. Relationships in one's life are often tested, whether it be romantic relationships, friendships, um, you know, career relationships. Say if you're like have a business partner or something like that. Um, it really just opens your eyes to everything and allows you to see a little bit of what's to come and like kind of gives you the option on, you know, gives you the freedom I bet to, um, choose. Okay. You know? Yeah. Even though that it doesn't feel like it, this period of time helps somebody grow self-respect and personal drive to get the most out of life. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got for Saturn. Um, this one was a really hard topic because, like I, like I said in the past, like I'm not really like science smart, so it was really mm-hmm. hard to like, like gather. Like, is this enough information? Like, mm-hmm. um, but I had fun with this. I thought yeah. it was a lot of fun.
0: Cool. So did I.
1: Yeah, very different.
0: It, yes, but I feel like we asked some pretty good questions. Yeah, totally for sure.
1: Do you know your Jupiter placement?
0: No, but I know my Saturn.
1: Oh my god.
0: Oh my god. Maybe you should have done it on Jupiter. I know. But had you have done Jupiter, you would have been like, see you're in
1: it. In Apollo.
0: (laughs) I cannot believe you said that. (laughs) Anyway, yes, I know. Um do you know your Saturn and
1: your Mercury? Yes, I do. My Mercury is in Aquarius and my Saturn is in Taurus.
0: Uh my Mercury's in Virgo. Cause I'm a Virgo, yo. Um, and then my Saturn is in Aries. Oh. Weird, right?
1: Oh, very interesting.
0: Yeah. Um by all means you go first.
1: Real quick though, before we start, do you know your triple three?
0: Uh yes. Mercury, Virgo in the fifth house.
1: No, no, no. Um your sun sign, moon sign, rising.
0: Oh, my sun sign is Virgo. My moon sign is Taurus, and my rising or my ascendant sign is Taurus.
1: Really, you mm-hmm. have double Taurus. Totally grounded energies. Oh Bro, my gosh.
0: I am supposed to be
1: two feet on the ground you at have all times. A lot of Earth in your chart. I do, sir. I I, do. I think I'm. Um, my sun's an Aquarius. My moon is a Sagittarius. Although I looked on another website and they said my um, moon was a Scorpio, and mm. first sp- no. Yeah, Scorpio, and for a split second, I was reading up on it, I was like, uh... But that's just because, like, I'm right on the cusp of both. Right. Um, I feel like I kind of identify with Scorpio more, but I've seen Sagittarius more on my needle chart, so... um, And my Ascendant is a Taurus. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool, cool. Um, Real quick, I'm gonna explain what, like, the houses mean, just because I had no fucking idea. Okay. So, for the people... So there are 12 houses and each of these houses together, they create a wheel and the wheel represents the sun's rotation around the earth. So like basically like a clock and each house has a different meaning. So when reading your natal chart, it's a collection of information pertaining to the location of the planet within the wheel in the moment that you were born. So you can use this wheel at any time of any day to see what the universe has in store for you pretty much.
1: Okay.
0: So yeah. that's what that means.
1: Would you like to go first in telling us your, what house um, your Mercury is in?
0: Yeah. So my Mercury is in the fifth house. Okay. And so we all knew from earlier that Mercury like determines your communication, like the way you talk, think and process information. Um, It's also, it has a big influence on like how you learn and your learning styles. So since my Mercury, my Mercury, since Mercury is in Virgo for me, it means like I'm intellectual and analytical, like precise and diligent.
1: Okay.
0: Now I'm reading this off of a birth chart. This is not my own words. So like no copyright or whatever. Um it says my unbiased sense of logic can make me seem a bit clinical. Um, I have a tendency to be nitpicky and point out what's wrong rather than what's right. I'm gonna tell you what's wrong with that right now. (laughs) Not a damn thing. (laughs) That's pretty that's pretty spot on. Um, you're a planner. You pay attention to detail. I am a planner and pay attention to detail. I'm not really a planner. Nothing ever goes the way I plan it. So I stopped. Um, so since it's in my fifth house, it means I'm curious and inclined to analyze my love life, how to become happy and how to create more like creative projects.
1: I feel like that's, that's nine, nine times, not nine, times, out of 10. That's pretty much you. I feel like,
0: yeah, there's a lot in here that I relate to, but there's some that I'm like, yeah
1: right yeah well my mercury is in the 10th house so i'm just going to read to you a little bit about what this says
0: what is the sign
1: um my mercury is in aquarius okay so okay i'm supposedly (laughs) no supposedly i'm good with language and generally use this talent (laughs) in my profession (laughs) actually you pick up you picked up on spanish real quick at at RLSC, that's true. But you and just sign language.
0: Yeah, that too. You just can't speak
1: English. You just can't speak English. Mm. 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 You know, I feel like I would speak better English if I like talked in a British accent, but that's just my personal opinion.
0: Mm. Um. Okay, is that you requesting to do a whole episode in a British accent? I would not turn.
1: Oh no, I can't do it now. I would not turn it down. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. I can have an authoritative air about me. I am talented at communicating and negotiating with those in authority. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. No. You don't think so? I feel like I've gotten pretty I mean, close you're... with all of my bosses and, well, like, yeah. been able to.
0: But I'm thinking, like, communicative with, like, an authority figure. You do not communicate with, like, our parents at all. You leave messages on ride for
1: I do. I'm, call, that, I'm calling you out. That, that I feel like is more of like, a, I just don't like texting. I really don't. I hate texting. I hate phone calls. Like, honestly, you I could without a phone. Okay. I could. I've oh. done it before. Okay. Close to a year.
0: Hey. Hell yeah. In the cult?
1: Yeah. Oh. I broke my phone.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm about to tell myself. I told them that I dropped it. Uh-huh threw it at
0: a wall that's funny because one time i got really <laughs> mad and i chunked my phone i broke my dresser and i split my phone completely in half oh yeah and i was like i don't know what happened i just dropped it <laughs> i threw it in a fit of rage yes
1: <laughs> no one That makes it even more funnier <laughs> did you hear it no oh. i was <laughs> oh my god oh no oh no I think I was looking up um, Hugh Jackman shirtless, <laughs> and my internet crashed on me, and it wouldn't work. My phone was freezing up, so I got mad and chunked it. And for the longest time, I was afraid my parents were going to be able to turn it on and see what I was looking up. So you jumped on it? No. Oh, okay. I, it broke right where like the memory card is, or like right here where um yeah. where the screen works. Yeah, where the con- the controls work. Yeah.
0: So you got lucky on that one. I got lucky were they are gonna
1: shirtless mom. pictures of Hugh Jackman. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, they were. <laughs> Sorry, mom.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Julie, I threw, not anymore. <laughs> I threw mine
1: over a boy too. Did you? Fuck yeah. Fucking yeah. men. Fucking fucking men. Men. men make us break our phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they make us break our phones. Oh, totally. It's their fault. Yeah. And Hugh Jackman <laughs> shouldn't be shirtless in X Men. You know. <gasps> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: That's so funny because um, Mystique, when it was Jennifer
1: Lawrence. Mitch, Yes. I
0: was 12, like, what is this feeling that I'm feeling? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The only thing that really turned me off about her was, like, the weird scales. Yeah,
0: the weird scales. Yeah.
1: Okay. Anyway, (laughs) um, I might have more than one job going on much of the time, which is... Can false. I do not like having multiple jobs. It just stresses me out. Um, You can change your career de- directions frequently. Mm, eh. You could be attracted to jobs that keep you on the move. <laughs> you require frequent changes of setting and activities in order to remain stimulated and challenged. You are skilled at bringing fresh energy to conversations or to your job. That's true. Perhaps you or perhaps because you need the stimulation. I blame that on ADD. Oh, there's something called negative 33 square between Mercury and Saturn.
0: What, um, sorry, say that again.
1: It says there's something called negative 33 square between Mercury and Saturn. Should I read that?
0: Okay, Uh, sounds interesting. Okay,
1: okay. Um, whatever you whatever I say and write is self. Uh, censored to some degree it's hard for me to pour out my emotions no matter how emotional or needy you feel on the inside this is because you're always aware of what others might think of you um with what you say you are careful with what you reveal to others you make plenty of disclaimers and often come across as negative or sarcastic without intending to do i do that i do feel like i bottle up my emotions Uh, i
0: feel like it was all pretty correct up until that point
1: yeah um you often review conversations you have had with other uh, with others and you often kick yourself for saying something you didn't intend to okay um um or for not saying something witty oh my god there can be some feelings of insecurity about how you speak and communicate in general Uh, what
0: it's james james wade listen here oh
1: no oh my god i'm actually a little shook um Okay, self-consciousness and hypersensitivity is experienced with regards to your intelligence and or ability to get ideas across to others, especially in youth. Um. You need plenty of positive feedback from others in order to feel more confident and less blocked.
0: Okay, so like that phone has been watching you through your whole life and wrote that article.
1: I guess so. What the fuck? I guess so. That is, that is super weird. Um, okay, yeah, let's turn the tables back on you. Do you want to read your Jupiter? <laughs> okay. So
0: my Jupiter is in Aquarius. No, no, because we're not reading Jupiter. <laughs> we're reading Saturn.
1: Saturn. I, I scrolled down to Jupiter too.
0: I wondered this whole time if you were reading Jupiter. Did you read us the wrong one? No, no,
1: no, no. Okay. I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't.
0: Okay. So, my Saturn is in Aries in the 12th house.
1: Okay. Oh, oh God. I can't <laughs> wait to hear this.
0: Yeah. So, uh, the other social planet, Saturn, rules responsibility, restrictions, limits, boundaries, fears, and self discipline. My Saturn is in Aries, meaning I struggle with aggression. <laughs> I'm impatient, <laughs> defensive, hasty, and concise. Oh, my God um i don't really think that i'm necessarily hasty no, but not the hasty. rest of them yeah
1: yeah i don't know what concise means but
0: concise, i believe like is like down oh. to the t like okay. almost like precise like con- concise is what i'm thinking of i don't know if it's the same thing
1: i don't feel like that like, you're like that all the time but i can be yeah you can be
0: you fucking anal neurotic mess <laughs> Um, okay, so it's in my twelfth house, meaning I have difficulties with privacy, secrets, and introspection. Well, I am a paranoid motherfucker and mm-hmm. I think somebody is always watching and mm-hmm. always listening. <laughs> <I can laughs> nobody watch me brush my teeth. <laughs> um, so yeah. Okay. Is Go that... off Saturn and Aries in my twelfth house. That was it? Yeah, that was it.
1: Oh shit. Okay, so oh, mine's not very long either. My Saturn is in my first house. And I I believe my Saturn was a Taurus. I think that's what what you said. Uh, First reactions to new ideas and or plans are reserved and somewhat negative. (laughs) But these are only first reactions. Um, They can be methodical, patient, a bit distrustful, and or originally reluctant, quiet, polite. Um, I... Speak little at first, and does not, and I do not waste energy unnecessarily. I have good memory and strong sense of organization, I'm preferring to do things well. Um, I never slap dash and have a strong sense of responsibility. I feel like that last part it's true most of the time. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like 50% of that was accurate, and then the other 50% of it was not at all. Yeah. yeah.
1: But that, that Mercury one was pretty spot on.
0: That negative thirty-three, whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that one was weird. This one says Saturn is in Taurus, so it says she doesn't like to see greed or waste in others, must not shun materialism and um possessiveness completely, and learn to build up a sense of being deserving of some pleasures in life. Hmm. And so that was interesting
0: that was pretty interesting
1: you know what we should do what we should get our natal charts read like by a professional okay just to see yeah it'd be down yeah we could record it yeah we could that'd be a lot of fun
0: that would be a lot of fun we
1: could i don't know Uh, we could zoom it
0: yeah we could zoom it <sighs> okay okay right. yeah that you, gotta, you got you got the hook up for that right
1: uh-huh hell, I think so. hell
0: we could find yeah pretty easy i figured
1: Um, Oh right well this was a fun episode this was a fun episode Mm -hmm. hell yeah oh yeah
0: hell yeah
1: your cat's over there passed out
0: finally in the last fucking 20 minutes Mm -hmm. out of an hour and a half (laughs)
1: he's so cute
0: he is so cute okay okay guys so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here because we have overloaded us and y'all on information
1: yep we hope you all enjoy the podcast if you did do not hesitate to leave us a review and rate uh, us rate rate us us. us. it helps us get the show out and if you like the show or you know somebody who might go ahead and just send them the link because you know who knows they might appreciate it yeah and if they don't
0: they might know somebody who do
1: yeah so all right guys later